0: Welcome to the fifth episode of the Birdo Tapes. On this episode, we will hear from the one, the only Jason Blandshine, known to the fans and listeners of the podcast as Shine. We will dig deep into that massive head to find out what makes him tick. And that will be the only big head joke I make. It's over. Welcome, Shine.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I welcome all the big head jokes. I'm used to him by now. That's it.
0: That's the only one. All right, Sean, our podcast, it's not just the podcast. You you listen to it, but it's interactive. Our fans get to vote. And you seem to have a love-hate relationship with our fans and our voters. Why do you think that is? That's a
1: great question. I think a lot of times I can be easy to get along with, and then I can also be just terrible and not not a fan favorite i'm usually telling things how i see them and maybe even with a bit of ignorance not realizing uh whose toes i might be stepping on and that probably has no change when it comes to this podcast
0: i think you're there sometimes you hit the nail on the head and sometimes you miss the board man and but but you're slightly bitter when you don't get the votes and you're loving the fans when you get the votes so
1: When you're on my side, you're on my side. you're not, you're the enemy. (laughs)
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So we've had several drafts on topics that you weren't really into, movies and music particularly. How do you prepare for these drafts, whether you're
1: into them or not? Because you always come with something. So I actually find those to be a little bit more interesting as the seasons have gone along because I've learned how to do a little more research I mean, Eric was probably right in the beginning when we'd have those types of drafts where I think I probably just did like a simple Google search and like picked ones that maybe I recognized slightly and added them to my list, whereas now I'm using it as like a chance to to learn and just a chance to kind of see what it was that I missed uh, growing up and getting older. I was very narrow-minded as a, as a kid with just basically sports, even though I wasn't very good at any of them. But that was definitely my my only interest growing up. So I missed a lot catching up now.
0: Yeah, and uh, you definitely have progressed in the way you've picked a lot along as the seasons have moved forward. Explain to the fans what it's like during the draft. When you have a game plan, you have some idea what you want to do, and before you know it, you're in a tailspin, and the clock's ticking, and you're next up, and and the pressure's on.
1: It just What's happened up? the last draft. It happens every draft, and I said that I think in the last draft, where like I had the final, uh, JCat was picking before me. Then I had my fourth and fifth picks, and I was going to go with Jim Bob Cooter and Don- John David Booty as my fourth and fifth picks. And he Maggie. picks Jim Bob Cooter, and you know, then then it's my turn, and it's like I was going to go those two, so I had a reason for going those two. So then you have to like kind of gather yourself really quickly, and it's usually not a good pick when you have to do that because there's so much thought given to each one, and you're paying attention to what everyone's saying and what they're picking. It is. It's like it's it's fun to be on the on the hot seat, but frustrating at the same time.
0: I, I totally agree with what you're saying because you may have something in mind and have an idea of what you want to say, but when it's gone and you have to find something else, you may not be as prepared. But that's the name of the game. That's how it, it all works out, and it shakes out. And sometimes we pick picks that we later regret, and there's nothing you can do about it because in that moment you felt that felt the pressure.
1: Like Transformers, now, number one.
0: That was the number. Yeah, we we might we might cover that later. Okay. Now, any fan of or friend or enemy of shine knows that he's a huge sports fan. He just referenced it a minute ago. Now let me list his favorite teams for you. The Oakland athletics, the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago bulls and the Boston Bruins. Now, if we look at a map of the United States of America and look at these teams shine, there's no rhyme or reason. Now I may know the answer to this, but let our fans know why you're such a diehard fan to these four teams.
1: Because I was a pennant picker when I was younger. And I'll correct you on one. You weren't necessarily wrong with the Boston Bruins. That The hockey teams have always kind of switched around. And that's because it it goes along with the Hershey Bears. Because that's essentially probably my first pro sports team uh, being right next door. And they've always kind of changed their affiliate. So it was Flyers. uh, Then they went to the Avalanche. Uh, and then they went to the Capitals, which I didn't buy into uh, at first because I wasn't a huge Ovechkin fan. And at the same time, I met Katie, and she was a Bruins fan, so I decided to kind of cheer with her with the Bruins. But I've since left the Bruins, become a Capitals fan. Anyway, other teams, like I said, big-time pennant picker when I was younger. Joe Montana is probably the reason I like the 49ers. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, my favorite combo. Uh, I think of all time, slightly above that Jordan Pippen. Wow. Combination. Um, bombshell
0: on burner tapes.
1: But yeah, Ricky Henderson and those Oakland A's of the 80s, early 90s, always kind of just, I wish they were closer to my house, but they aren't.
0: Now, look, I asked that question knowing the answer, but I have to say this. Not only did he pick these teams in the 90s when they were in the heyday, this man has stuck with all of them through the good and the real bad, and he's never wavered. So, Shine, for that, you are a true fan to these teams because you never wavered. You've always been there, and for that reason, I have to applaud you because that's
1: tough to do. I've been to every stadium now except for Oakland Coliseum, and that doesn't deserve, apparently, to be visited. Uh, And the A's are working, apparently, on a new stadium. And the day that it's built, I will be there.
0: All right. Well, we're on this topic of sports. You know I want to dig into your past a little bit. We're going to go back to the year 1996, the 1997 basketball season. One of your crowning sports achievements in your life is when you famously banked in a three-pointer from the top of the key now walk me and the fans through this the feelings the emotions and the fact that we're talking about it 25 years later
1: well if i have this correct you you have the assist on this bank shot three do you not
0: i have no idea i have no idea
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure you I would assisted, love to be
0: involved in this story though. So if that's true. I'm
1: pretty it. sure you assisted on this and I'm pretty sure you're the one who told me that the shot went in because after I shot it, I thought for sure I missed the backboard to the left, like the backboard. I thought it was so far off and it wasn't until I don't even know to be honest with you. If I saw it, go in. Like I think I shot it and it looked so terrible that I turned around in disgust and embarrassment. And then you told me that it went in and I gave my my finger wag as I ran down the court. That's first okay. first points in freshman uh basketball career.
0: Boys and girls, fans, he did wave his finger. <laughs> 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 it was, I don't remember any part of me. I remember seeing it. I don't remember if I was on the bench or in the game, but I will take it, and I will definitely take the assist. Add it to my record books right there. I assisted on a glorious play. Like, oh, man. So, Shine, We telling you this story, we've known each other for a long time. We played a lot of basketball, golf, and poker together. And that's not just me and you. No, oh, Eric, a lot of us have uh, been friends for many, many years. What do you think has it kept this connection together for so long?
1: It's just in our area, I think it's so easy to disconnect, honestly. But we've kind of stayed in this area. And I think the way this area is growing might actually push those that you do know together. And then we've always had things in common. So it's not like, you know, some of us have moved away and stay in contact as much as we can. But here uh, in this podcast has obviously helped a ton with keeping us all involved because I have a lot of other friends that aren't on this podcast. And sometimes you even Dilt. now that he's gone off the podcast. It's text here and there, but I can't tell you the last time I've actually seen him. I think it's just our general interest that we have together. They seem to always kind of find a way to to make things work and do whatever. We used to have the uh, what the the basketball thing at the factory. That that's something that we used to try mm-hmm. to do. I feel like we've always made a consistent effort to like make sure that we didn't go too long without like checking in and hanging out.
0: I agree. It's been a long time. Good people. That's
1: the putt putt championship.
0: That was unbelievable. Right. Uh, shout out to Mark Johnson for you got the lucky. unbelievable hole-in-one on 18. No shout-out. Miraculous shot. Lucky. So Blanchine, you are married to the lovely Katie, who in my opinion is just perfect for you. One, she makes the greatest brownies in the entire world, not, not even a contest, and she puts up with you on a daily basis. I said that for Dilts. Now, she deserves an award, to say the least side note not only did i assist jason on the bank shot three but i was also his videographer at his wedding
1: true story true question do you ever watch the video and what is the key to your marriage success (laughs) we did watch the video i would say more than once actually marriage success start a podcast with your best friends that requires that you go down to the basement at least once every two weeks so that you get out of her way and uh give her her space follow all the directions even if you (laughs) disagree 110 percent.
0: good answer i'll take that answer and slide into something a little bit more more appropriate because you both are raising three young children Uh, you have three kids under nine correct
1: uh nine and under yes
0: Yes. now in our in our fears podcast you said one of the scariest thing ever is being a parent and i and i know what you meant by that but try and talk to me about fatherhood what's the highs and the lows talk, talk to me about being a dad
1: dude it's like unreal just kind of watching them now that like gabe's almost 10 is mind-blowing how fast time goes but it's always just fun to just kind of watch them do their thing. Gabe's in swim and soccer, which I always talk about, which is kind of crazy because like you mentioned in, in Eric's podcast, two things that I didn't really do as a kid, a little bit of soccer, but definitely not swimming. And then Max is in karate. And it's like, they're purposely finding things that I didn't do as a kid to make their thing (laughs) as a kid. But I'm like, you learn through them. You just, you, you find new, uh, New purposes in life, really. If you mm-hmm. want to get super deep,
0: and not only, I mean, I I share those sentiments with my own kids, but it's also cool seeing my childhood friends and now grown-up friends doing the same thing with their family and their kids. So, do your thing, Shine. Now, look, we're going to change gears slightly here. Several years ago, I don't know, maybe four years ago, you and I were golfing together, just me and you, and you said, "I got to tell you something. I'm quit. I'm quitting my job." Shine was a teacher, and I'm opening my own Sylvan Learning Center now. I'm saying to myself, "Is he out of his mind?" I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's great, Landshine. Really? Now look, I, I was, you know, that was a, a I did not expect to hear that coming from you. Now, Jason has left his job as a teacher to create his own business at Sylvan Learning Center. Shine, will you just tell the audience what's what is Sylvan? What do you do there? What what are some of the benefits to it and just talk about your business?
1: So Sylvan is an educational, uh supplemental, supplemental educational company. Tutoring, test prep, STEM. We have grown to over a hundred students in in the business now. People come to us when they have questions, you know, or concerns about their child's um, educational abilities if they're keeping up. you know, today I feel like they're we're putting more more and more pressure on our kids to perform at standards that to me aren't really realistic or fair. So I think we kind of when you, when you reach out to us, it's almost like you know they're looking for answers. and then I think those that have stuck with us for longer than I would have had ever anticipated are now part of like a family. I have, you know, past parents, even though their child disenrolled at this point, reaching out to me just kind of for my opinion on, on educational type of things. So the reason that I'd made the jump was, I mean, there's so, so, so many, but when Katie and I kind of decided to look for options for things, we just realized there wasn't a whole lot in the community. So I felt like I was kind of filling a community need and the way things absolutely. are going, it seems like we're doing that. So that's good.
0: I mean, absolutely. You you found a need in an area that it didn't exist and you filled it and it's been very successful. So I want to say congratulations. That's, it's really awesome. Um, You're supporting kids' education and their future. So keep it up. You know, anyone that has some questions, look them up on anything. I don't know. Social media. I'm sure you can yeah. find them.
1: SylvanLearning.com.
0: All right, shine. Now we're ta- time for our rapid fire questions. Okay? Okay podcast related whose team would you vote for most likely consistently if you couldn't pick your own jcat he gets all the love jcat i know what is your worst pick out of any He's draft like a penny bear. <laughs> what is your worst pick out of any draft we've had there's so many oh that's that's true there's
1: so many. I, I, I already mentioned transformers so i almost want to say taylor swift <laughs>
0: Taylor Swift is the correct answer. Jason, he had five people in the world that he could have dinner with, and he did select Taylor Swift. That is the correct answer.
1: Blanchine, you could have – The invite's still open, by the way, if she's listening.
0: You could have a moment to shake Michael Jordan's hand and take a picture or dinner with Steve Young and Frank Gore. What are you doing?
1: Oh, I already shook Michael Jordan's hand. Remember? You know that story. So I'm definitely okay. taking Frank Gore. You didn't get a picture with him. Like – a chance to actually meet them. Uh, that's true. And have the picture. Uh, you know what? Shaking hands so fast. Like, it happens so fast. I'm definitely having dinner. You can have a nice conversation. See oh, you yeah. and Frank Gore. Yeah, sorry, Mike.
0: I was hoping you'd say that. I, I didn't, you know, I know you love Jordan all, but come on. Blanchard, we learned in this podcast that you were a huge video game fan as a kid. I didn't know that. What's the best video game of all time?
1: Super Mario Brothers. The original? The original. All right. NES, pop it in.
0: Do you have a book recommendation for our fans?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh the book thief. Okay. If
0: you won five million dollars, what would the first thing you do? Travel. Where?
1: Ooh, Europe. Right. I'd be there for a while too. There's a lot of places to go see over there.
0: Right. What is the best comedy movie? It says a lot about a person, in my opinion.
1: Oh uh, man, so many things came to mind. As a kid, Home Alone. It's like the first like movie memory I have. Water Boy. I went and watched with Bo and Josh Mar, and Josh was literally laughing in the aisles of the movie theater, and me and Bo were so embarrassed. Growing up, or a little bit older, uh, Wedding Crashers. All right, good choice.
0: In Sync or Backstreet Boys.
1: In Sync. Come on.
0: If you could change one thing about the podcast, what would you change?
1: I'm in charge. You, wow. He's trying, to. he's aiming
0: for the head on show. <laughs> well, trying, there you have it.
1: That's for Eric.
0: We've said all that we could say. And I always end the of tapes this way. What do you want to leave with the audience? What do you want to say to the audience? It could be about the podcast. It could be about life. It could be about advice. It'd be a famous quote what does shine want the people to know
1: i love you good
0: answer and there you have it folks shine loves you and he loves me and that is a wrap on this episode of the Birdo tapes
1: sweet